This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Shouldn't you be at work? Badger. In right in there. Houghton also making his presence felt. There's his shot. It's a goal for Hannon. And Ray Houghton has made it wonderful. It's a great run by Michael Owen. And he might finish it off. Oh, it's a wonderful goal. Now, you know him better than anybody probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, and he has to. No. Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin. Will he score the World Cup special series? I'm Chris Gold. World Cup's Josh Widdicombe's here. Hello. And the World Cup's Michael Marden's here. Hello. And this week we are talking about our favourite strikers. Every episode we're trying to build up a spoke World Cup. We've had midfielders. This week we're focusing on strikers. By the way, just to be clear, these aren't the best strikers. Yeah. These are the strikers that mean the most to us. Yeah. But before we get into strikers, let's have a little bit of correspondence. I'm Jim Rosenthal, and this is the Electronic Post Bag. You've got mail. Okay, this is from Liam Francis. Now, uh, th- to tie this to the World Cup, you know when Pickles found the World Cup? Yeah. George Gra- This is called George Graham lost the FA Cup trophy at a pre-season match. Okay, hello all. I'm a recent convert to the show and absolutely love what you do. I've got a good story about an encounter my dad had during the early 90s. My dad, a huge Arsenal fan, as am I, used to work for a company that sponsored the traditional pre-season match between Arsenal and Barnet up at the old Underhill Stadium. After Arsenal won the FA Cup in 1993, the trophy was brought to the match to parade it before kick-off. My dad went up there with a colleague as representatives of the company and were allowed into the players' lounge after the match. I have no way of verifying this information, but my dad swears blind this is what happened. The Barnet chairman, Stan Flashman, what a name, asked George Graham if he could hold the FA Cup trophy. This was allowed, and Stan wandered off to chat to a few Barnet players and the staff. Next thing anyone knows, he's wandered out of the door with the trophy. My dad and his mate followed George Graham and Ken Fryer, running after Flashman, who proceeded to chuck the trophy in the boot of his Rolls Royce, Turning to shout that he was taking it home for pictures with his family and would return it the next day. What? George and Ken were forced to watch the Rolls Royce disappear out of the car park with the trophy. <laughs> wow. There's an apocryphal story on the West Ham forum a long time ago that in 1975, after West Ham won the FA Cup, Billy Bonds took it home and a fan was like, live next door to Billy Bonds. And Billy Bonds was in the garden with the FA Cup and he was like, can I have a picture? He was like, 
yeah Billy Bonds jumped over the fence and there's pictures of him in the garden the day after the FA Cup final with the <laughs> amazing, FA Cup amazing amazing did you... Steven Gerrard sleep with the Champions League trophy in his bed the night after the I've heard that story yeah. there's a dent in the trophy because Harry Kuehl dropped it off a piano in the celebrations after they'd won it in oh, 2005 wow. oh wow he dropped who's, it off a piano who was playing the piano <laughs> <laughs> And have you heard, speaking of trophies, have you heard the Frank Skinner 98 story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That allegedly David Baddiel and Frank Skinner did a photo shoot with the World Cup uh, for kind of Free Lions 98. And they were left alone with the trophy, the World Cup trophy, momentarily. And Frank Skinner claims to have pulled out his knob and just wiped the top of it on top (laughs) of the world. So, no. that he, so that he says when the World Cup was being won by someone who wasn't in England he would see the, the captain of the winning team essentially <laughs> kissing his knob <laughs> that is another apocryphal yeah. story if you've got any apocryphal stories well, I don't about, know if that is apocryphal because I've, I've heard Frank's going to tell that yeah, so it's true yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you've got any stories about being left alone with trophies or having a yeah. moment with a famous yeah. trophy please let us know hello at quicklykevin.com that could be a rich vein of stuff Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. Right, who are your favourite World Cup, 90s World Cup strikers? Right, I'll go first. And uh, my selections so far have been a bit niche, but this this time... That's what you want. But this time I'm not going niche for for very personal reasons... Because I love an African nation at a World Cup. Yes. For me, that is the heart and soul, the lifeblood of any World Cup. And you can't look better than the man who blazed the trails yes. for Africa at World Cups, Roger Miller. Yes. Not only that, because many of our listeners, as my, will now be mid to late 30s. And you may still be grasping on to that hope that one day you yourself could play in a match yeah. of any significance. Roger Miller... The oldest goal scorer at a World Cup. What yeah. was he, 38 in Italia 90? Um, he carried Cameroon to that tournament. And then my, my favourite fact about it as well is that he was actually in international retirement before that World yeah. Cup. And the president of Cameroon personally called him to ask him to come out of retirement. Roger Miller answered that call, stole the show, got him to the World Cup, and then had yeah. that celebration dance by the great. Flag. Our first match of the second phase showed the continuing advance of Cameroon, here against Colombia in Naples. No goals in 90 minutes, and then we saw again the razor finishing of Roger Miller, with two in extra time. First, a simple pass by number seven, Oman Biyik, and what looked a simple skip past one defender and a ferocious shot to put Cameroon ahead. To be followed, of course, by that copyright of Miller's, the jig at the corner flag. 38-year-old's brain, the 25-year-old's legs. Two minutes later, Miller scored again. Higuita in the Colombian goal is a keeper who lives on a knife edge. He's an exhibitionist, a great taker of risks. But it was only a matter of time before he would get his comeuppance. And it happened here. To be fair, the pass he received back was a dangerous one. Miller dispossessed him. Higuita a red face. Miller another goal. And another dance. They they were so exciting. That first game where they beat Argentina. 
The f- I'd say the bit my favourite bit is the fouls when Kanidja's going down the ring. He gets uh, fouled about mean. four times before he goes down. That final One guy foul. loses a shoe fouling yeah. him. The final, because you know when you stumble as if you're going to fall over yeah. and you're sort of like waving your arms and then you think, oh, he's going to make it. And just off the camera, you don't see him. This guy runs through and just sideswipes him off. It's yeah. one of the worst fouls I've ever seen. That's got to go down as the greatest opening game ever. They They won. On top of the fact that they also have players sent off. Great upset. I mean, that's it's a fun start to the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I loved Roger Miller. I, I'm not so fussed about his work at USA 94. Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, he's 42 and that. I know, I know. But I think, like, the romantic Roger yeah, Miller is... Is that. Is 1990. But I, that is such... That's a film script. Also, the other thing about him was... A lot of people think 38 was an underestimation of his age... They really? think he was one of those players that was lying about his age and he was yeah. actually even older than that. I think he's actually the inverse of that and he was the last African player to tell the truth about his age. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael? My, my choice for a striker is, uh, is based half on his appearance at the World Cup, uh, France 98, but it's also based on me then buying him on Championship Manager of off course. the back of that World Cup and him becoming an absolute superstar in my Parma team that I had. And it's uh, the Vero oh, no. Moldovan. I think I, I think he scored like him. three goals at the World Cup. None of them are great goals. Yeah, but he just you know when a player has this a sort is of, what we want personal like, picks like a, like a presence that you yeah. can't put your finger on it, but you watch him. Was that the the peroxide hair World Cup? Yes, yeah, yeah. But he had something about him that made me go. He's he's a centre forward. I need to lead the line in this Parma team I'm trying to win the Serie A with but ever since then he's just, just been him. I just loved him like unfeasibly in the same way that I love Real Betis because yeah. of a championship manager game that I yeah. once played and sourced the kit that kit how did Romania do they beat us didn't they I don't remember where they finished up actually in that tournament I just remember they scored a lot of goals like yeah they, they were 94 quite... was their big one wasn't it yeah well a special mention to Florian Radachoyu who had an yeah. unbelievable World Cup came to West Ham a couple of years later yeah. I, like, still, still buzzing from the excitement of signing this great striker totally rubbish yeah beyond useless Haji finds a little bit of space and England are in trouble and this is Moldovan and Romania are in front Haji worked it Moldovan scored it good finish and a bit of magic from the little maestro Do you want mine? I can't believe this one is up for grabs I think the defining player of, Euro- of Italian IE Toto Scalacci absolute it's same as Miller doesn't look like a footballer yeah Toto Scalacci had the World Cup Steve Ball thought he was going to have yes <laughs> there's a sentence that's yeah. never been uttered before no, but do you know what I mean like he came from like I know he was at Juventus but he was like not expected to be any good yeah he was he a journeyman look, he looks like I know Mario is an Italian plumber but actually Toto Scalacci looks like what I imagine an Italian plumber <laughs> looks like he's like- balding he looked so excited he's so wide eyed yeah I don't know what he brought to the table really I don't know anything about what he did afterwards I don't really know anything about what he did before uh, but I can't remember the last player in a World Cup who came from nowhere like that yeah and was that exciting Baggio Schilacci this is a promising move it's Donadoni good effort oh Schilacci goal yes Italy have scored Skilachi again! 
Was Toto Scalacci then in the Italian team for a few games in the lead up to Euro '92? Oh, I think he was sort of exposed a little bit as a journeyman striker that he. Because he by is. the time Football Italia came along in 1992, I don't remember Toto Scalacci being anything to do with anything. That's no. two years. Um, Toto Scalacci's got an interesting Wikipedia article for our after uh, retirement. What he did after football. There's there's three facts in yes, his retirement. One, uh, he, he lives back in his native Palermo, where he, he owns a youth academy of football. Two, Stephen Pienaar is also nicknamed Shiloh after Shilacci. Right. I mean, is that even a thing? Third, he appeared as a, a guest on Craig Doyle Live during Euro 2002. <laughs> 12, sorry. Euro 2012. Three facts. What do you want to know about? Did, what did, what did, have you done in the last 20 what's years? Craig Doyle Live? It's had some Irish comedy chat show. Amazing. I mean, the, yeah, the researcher on that. He must. <laughs> what's a book? If anyone's ever been defined by one month of their lives, what did he do? How much football did he play after... Italian uh, well, he was quite. Um, well, he's about the middle of his career, so he was at Messina. He was playing in. Uh, he was playing in Serie B until the year before Italian '90. He, he played for yeah. Juventus that for '89, '90. Played 30 games, scored 15 goals, and then he was at Juventus for a couple of more years. Inter for two years after that, and then '94 went to Japan. I don't remember him being at Inter at the start of. I also like the fact he joined Juventus, scored 15 in 30. You wouldn't think that's enough. No. To make it to Italian 90 as an unknown striker. That's the thing about a, a player that can steal the show at a World Cup is usually they're just having an amazing couple of years and it culminates in this tournament. Like yeah. Scalacci, the two years before Italian 90, is he played for Messina in Serie B, 35 games, 23 goals. Right. Then the 89 90, he played 30 games, scored 15 goals, and then essentially did nothing. He never got into double figures again in his career in, in a season, oh, except no. when he went to Japan. Um, so those are your three options it's Toto Scalacci, Roger Miller, and Viral Mo- Viral? It can't be called Viral. It's a great strike force. Big. I'll be surprised if Moldovan makes the list. <laughs> very much your Sergio Gorkachar. Um, so so um, you can vote for your favourite. Go on our Twitter right now. There's a poll up, hopefully, and you can pick your favourite uh, striker. Who do you want to see in our Dream World Cup? Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin. And sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. To finish the episode, Michael, a brief quiz. Once again, 90s World Cup-based quiz. The winner gets to pick which song plays out the show. So, based on Moldovan and uh, my love of him and that Romanian team, I want you to tell me, to the nearest number, how many goals did the Romanian team score in total at USA 94? Good question, that. Now, I watched, you know, in that last episode, a couple of episodes ago, I was discussing that Stoichkov documentary. I watched the, the sister one on Georgie Hadji. By the way, I can't remember which way it worked out, but one of Hadji and Stoichkov, best man at the other one's wedding. Really? Yeah. Great fact. Great fact. Great fact. Um, but Romania, I think they won, won one, drew one, lost one in the groups, and then won two more games. No, they, they lost in the quarters. So they played five games, so I'm going to go. I mean, that's good. That's good knowledge. Well, they didn't get to the. I, I watched this like two weeks ago. Right. But and they also didn't get to the semis, did they? Because no. that was Sweden and someone else. Yeah, they played five matches. Five matches. Probably scored three and one. Did they beat Argentina? They scored three in that one. Probably three, two, two, one, and a one. So that's seven. Now. I remember USA 94 someone absolutely hammered Saudi Arabia I think it might have been 6-0 
and it may have been the Romanians. And I that think that might have been the Oleg Solenko match. That could blow this wide open. So I, I'm, I'm going to go 10. I think that was Russia that hammered Saudi Arabia, because <laughs> I think it was when Oleg Solenko scored his five goals. Really? Well, you've both gone very low. Really? Compared to what I think is the correct answer. So I will double check this. But the answer I have, which now seems like it can't be true, so... But the answer I've got is 19. That's not no, true. An on. average of over almost four goals a game. <laughs> hang on. So they got five in the group stages. They, got, they scored three, so they got eight in the round of 16. They scored two, 10. So 10. You got it right. Yeah, 10. So 10. Are they unless you're including penalties? That could be it. Uh, they would have included a penalty shootout. Possibly penalty shootout. Yeah, but they, either they, way. They're gonna, yeah. Either way, Chris is the winner. Oh, you're dominating this World Cup quiz. Um... I'm going to go with Romania's national anthem. Let's all enjoy it. Right, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back in a few days for a brand new episode featuring some other aspect of our Dream World Cup. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.
This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.